0: Hi, you guys. Welcome back to Still Figuring Out. I'm your host, Kirsty, and I feel just so refreshed, which is weird because I have a really bad sunburn. I am that person. I don't know if my pale people can relate to... Well, my pale people get definitely can relate to me. Um, I love that for myself. Um, I also feel a little delusional because I... Well, I'll tell you what I did today. One of my things I did today was I went to the beach um, with my mom for a couple hours because I had the day off from work on a Friday. That's why I'm actually happy for once on a Friday. Um, But we did that for a little while. We actually got food from this um, place that we go near down the beach in this town close to us, just like over the bridge. We got food and we brought it down to the beach and I read and I kid you not, you guys, I reapplied sunblock three times and I got the weirdest fucking not even tan sunburn it's gonna turn back into my regular pale self but I it's bad it's not as bad as it was last year you guys oh my god I went last year I went to the cape because my family owns timeshare down there I went for one day I went to the beach I sat in a chair and I read and I got burnt from my thighs to my feet i remember that week i had to lay in bed going back and forth switching back and forth between cold towels to press against my legs like aloe did nothing but i'm definitely gonna apply the aloe because i got it on my thighs my arms weirdly and my stomach but my back perfectly fine because thank god i was sitting on a fucking chair for the whole time but Yeah, I took today off because I had to do adult things. I had an eye doctor appointment, which I hadn't been back since like 2019. I was like, I think my eyesight's getting worse. Um, and it went up a little, but we have to wait to go back in two months because insurance we're not, we're not paying for stuff if we don't have to. Um, and then I had a hair appointment after the beach, um, which was really excited. I was just like, you know what? I am getting sick and tired of my hair. I didn't like the light blondishness to my hair, just wasn't feeling it. And I'm like looking in my mirror right now. I love it to you guys. I, last year I went to my hairdresser and I remember saying, I want my hair off my neck. I'm sick and tired of putting my hair up. I'm sick and tired of it sticking to my neck. I just want you to cut it off. And I said the same thing to her today. The good thing is that I went like to the latest time when she had. So it was like mainly me and her in the salon for like an hour and a half I was there. And oh, my God, I love it so much, you guys. I have just become that person that knows that I do not look the best with long hair. So there's that. And I just love the simplicity of having short hair and just – waking up and it being ready. Like obviously my hairdresser like styled it for me and she blew dry it and straightened it. So I'm not gonna know what it looks like curly yet until I wash it again, which won't be for this weekend um, because don't give a shit. But yeah, so it was a fun day. I've been back for the past like three hours. I've just been laying in bed reading because I'm determined to finish my book this weekend because I've been on a slow kick lately. We gotta rev that back up. So I can finish my, we'll get close to finishing my book challenge this year. We're slacking, but we're going to, we're going to come back stronger than ever. Um, but yeah, um, I have a very fun, well, I had, I'm going to be having a very fun three day weekend ahead of me, which is just going to be honestly the biggest relief from my job right now. It just has not been the most fun Obviously, if you know, you know, if you're an avid listener or if this is your first episode you're listening to, hi, welcome. Uh, my name is Kirsty. I hate my job. Retail sucks. Um, but yeah, this week was just like crazy to say I only worked four days because I had today off, obviously, if I keep saying like a broken record. Um, I just felt like I was never going to make it to Thursday. And I hate those type of weeks when it's like, you you think making it to Thursday is hard? Try making it to Friday, too. But, nevertheless, we are here. I am actually, like, really tired because I feel, like, dehydrated from sitting out in the sun for so long. And not to mention that it was really hot and humid today, which has been for a while. Like, it's been, like, this weird weather. Like, it's literally gone from, like, being foggy in the morning to, like, two or three hours later. It's, like, beating sun and hot as hell. So, love that for me. And I care so much about you guys and the sound quality that I literally turned off my AC just to record this episode. And I was like, I'm going to do it now because I have the house to myself for at least an hour or 45 minutes so we can do a little bit. Um, and to be honest, I've been going to bed at like 10 and I'm just so tired from just like, it's just like been my normal schedule because I work at 8. So I wake up around like 6, 6.15 because I need time to get ready in the morning. And so I'll literally go to bed at like 10 o'clock every night. Which is fun when you get home at like almost 6 and you're like, oh, I have all this time to do this stuff. And you don't. But, yeah, that's fun. But like this week it was just like super busy. I had writing assignments like one day in a row each. Had to revise one. I literally, I kid you not, on Tuesday I came home at 5.45. Had dinner on a dinner tray near my desk so I could work while I was eating. Which I hate doing stared at my computer did work for already tired and it's only 8 30 grandma lifestyle love that um did work for three more hours got done at like 8 45 took a shower went to bed with my hair wet love those days and still felt tired the next day so safe to say we allowed ourselves to sleep in until eight o'clock this morning you guys oh my god i stayed in bed a little longer too It was so nice. I even set an alarm and it it like almost went off by the time I woke up. It was lovely. I've been that person who like wakes up before my alarm clock now and I just, who has this girl become? I used to be the person who couldn't even get out of bed at eight, much less like already up by six o'clock because that's what my alarm has told me to do. That's what my mind is telling me. I apologize if I sound delirious or something like that. It's just dehydration. I have my water bottle filled with me and it's not going to be any drinks anytime soon. So let's let's talk about it Um, this past weekend um, and why I've decided to stop drinking for a little bit. Um, First of all, I want to thank you guys so much for all the love that you've shown on my episode last week with my friends. It will definitely be done more with them and others soon. I am so incredibly happy with the reception that it's gotten. It's become one of my most played ones in the recent months. And I know I say this a million times and like a broken record when I say, you know, stuff like that doesn't matter to me, but I felt it was a service for me to hype it up enough for people to like it. And I'm incredibly thankful for the reception it has gotten. So thank you so much for that. I, have a secret i guess i never re listen to my episodes i literally record it and then i set it and schedule it for the day to come up and i don't listen to it after um which may be good maybe not but we listen to it i guess i should just tell you what i did last weekend i talked about it in the episode last week but this past weekend we went i me and my two best friends went up to see our other friend up in massachusetts she lives in a Gorgeous house with her family, who is so super, super nice, sweetest people ever. They live in this amazing house. Oh my god, it had three about ba- two balconies, three decks, and I'm just like, I, I have a fire escape that we don't use, but that's something. I have the view of other houses and baseball fields <laughs> in the backyard. But nevertheless, it was gorgeous and so when we got there because we got there like saturday into the afternoon my friend was like let's have drinks so obviously we had drinks and then she lives right near the beach like two different beaches so we went to a smaller less noisy one i guess the weather wasn't the best it wasn't raining or anything like that it was decent weather um so we sat out on the chairs and drank and had sandwiches and food Um, I obviously had to pee and we could walk back to the house if we wanted to. And we did. Um, some of them did just like get like more food and drinks, but I was just, I had to pee. So luckily there were like kayaks popped up against the stone wall. So my friend, one of my friends and I were the only ones to actually like pee behind it. And like, we would hold up a towel for each other. So that's that. Um, Highly recommend if you like that stuff. It was funny to me. But sometimes when you got to go, you got to go. You just got to say, fuck it. If men can do it, then why can't women? Um, And then that night is when we recorded the podcast for for me. Wow, dumb. That night is when we recorded my podcast. And the night before, I did the intro myself. And it's so funny because we... Going into that now, we listened to it on the way back home on Sunday because my friend was like, we have to listen to it again because they listened to it on the beach themselves and I'll get into why they were the only ones at the beach, <laughs> but it was just so funny hearing it like myself, like hearing my like normal intro, just like talking nonchalantly and then going into like my drunk selfie and like, hi guys. And you could definitely tell that I was drunk. Um I don't even know how I managed to get the episode up because I was definitely feeling it. But we recorded, like, near, like, a little fire pit that she had with our drinks, obviously. And we just, like, answered questions from a card game that my friend brought. Just, like, random questions, like, on the spot. It was supposed to be, like, a truth or drink, but we definitely spilled truths and drank regardless. So that was fun. Um, But the funny part is, because I had mentioned in the promo that some footage was lost so it was meant to be it ended up being 50 minutes it was supposed to be like more of an hour and a half because we still had like almost 30 minutes more of footage like recording and right as it ended and i was waiting for it to process my put my mic on my laptop and it must have been on the power button because it powered off and as soon as i went to go back on it to retrieve it it was gone because it didn't process yet so I was like, you know what? This isn't going to be perfect. This isn't going to be spectacular. I'm going to leave it the way it is. It's going to be abruptly. It's going to end on my friend telling an embarrassing story. And that's that. And I'm just really thankful that you guys listened to it and hopefully had some laughs. Hopefully played along with your with all your friends or even yourself. Like, fuck that. If you want to listen to it yourself, go ahead. I do it too with my podcast when they do stuff like that. But um. Yeah, so we did that, and then we definitely drank. We went out to eat in between that, too, to this restaurant that had the strongest margaritas I have ever had in my life, and I was like, I don't know if I want a second that everyone else was, and I'm like, I'll get a second, too, and I probably shouldn't have, and then we had mixed drinks at the house, vodka sprites, and I woke up the next day, the second most hungover I have been this year since New Year's, if you know, you know. If you don't, go back to an episode during that time and listen to it. Um, I was so hungover. I, sorry if you're eating. I threw up. (laughs) Luckily, it was just like vodka sprites. So it was clear. (laughs) It was funny because I woke up and I immediately took Tums. I'm like, I'm not feeling well. I'm like, fuck it. I get a vomit. Hoping I could rally. Did not end up rallying. Couldn't even eat three bites of a bagel. Um, try to drink a Gatorade. Couldn't. My other friend got sick too. We were sharing a room together. And we literally respectively in our own beds slept for the entire day while our other two friends went to the beach because they were able to rally. Um, so yeah, it was uh, honestly kind of relaxing. I don't get to relax on Sundays or relax at all like that. Just have a whole day of just staying in bed and sleeping. So it was nice in that sense. But I also just like still felt sick as well. So it wasn't the most fun either. But You know I was finally able to eat dinner because her um, parents did a cookout for us and I was able to eat something like that but I was like I this was last Sunday it's been almost a week I have not touched a drink since and I'm like I need to take a break for at least a couple weeks more towards the end of the month because i know i'm going to be drinking at the end of the month because there's a party happening with my friends but i just i i need to do this for myself when that happened to be on new year's day and i was so severely ill and i took that month off it was hard that sounds so dramatic it was so hard to drink for a month but it felt necessary and needed and i'm happy that i did it so hence why i have a water bottle today no cider no wine and also the one thing I hate about when I'm drunk is I get like random bruises and I'll wake up with it. And like on the outside of my arm, I have like bruises and cuts because I know I tripped um, that night going into the house with shoes on too. And that was fun. Not really. But yeah, that was my weekend. Um, fun stuff. I literally came home that night unpacked took a shower and went to bed because i was so tired i woke up at 7 a.m to do an assignment so yeah that was a lot of fun um but for this weekend um, i'm actually going away i'm going to new hampshire with my parents and my boyfriend um, and I'm really excited. I haven't been back to New Hampshire in a while. It's just a overnight stay. We're going Saturday and leaving Sunday, but it's supposed to rain and be shitty, which is fine. But I'm excited. I get, can't wait. I, this is like my first like going away trip. post, well, still in COVID, but like post everything being like terrible, and like actually feeling okay to go out like this. So, which is exciting. I haven't gone anywhere like this far away in a while so I can't wait for that I'm gonna just go to like this general store that I love some restaurants and then we're going on a train ride on Sunday before we leave like after we check out of our hotel so it's like a fun weekend trip I've been loving doing weekend trips lately instead of like week-long trips and whatnot because I just I still miss being home but I like knowing that I got away for a couple days so this kind of makes up for it but I literally put in like my time off for like up until October because so of course if you know me I love Halloween I took off Halloween weekend um, I took off labor into Labor Day but like nine days altogether in September I took off some days in August for my friend's birthday and some other things too and then I have my little five day vacation at the end of this month so I've learned that I there's an ambulance. I I can't help that you guys. I'm sorry if you hear that. Doesn't help that I live near a fire station, but anyways, um yeah, I had my little 5-day vacation. I just learned that I would rather not do week-long vacations and just do like weekend or like 5-day trips somewhere, 3 to 5. Just works for me better. Um but yeah, that's been my week. Um nothing really too crazy. Um I felt really sad because I was supposed to last Sunday do the Zoom um, workshop with my friends from grad school, but I just – one, I wouldn't be home for because I didn't get back home until close to nine because we didn't know what time we were – I didn't know what time we were leaving um, our friend's house, and it's like an hour and 15-minute drive back home plus another 20 minutes to get back to my house from my friends where I parked for the weekend. But um, I felt kind of sad, but I also – had said to them, I was like, you know, they were like, you know, we'll read anything of yours no matter what, even if it's something old. And I'm like, my thing is that I don't like handing stuff in that or emailing stuff to people that has been used already that I haven't looked back on or it's not something I want to go back to or it's nothing I feel great or happy talking about or having people read and just wasting their time. So I automatically decided to opt out of it and... I guess it just goes back into talking about like how I haven't really been inspired with like my own personal writing lately. Like I have my writing job and all that, but like my creative passions, I haven't really written anything since this one thing, which I'm going to be reading today, tonight, whenever you're listening to this, this morning, whenever. Um, So that's sad. Um, It's funny because I was actually talking to my boyfriend about this when we went out for dinner this week. I was like, I think I might do this because I don't know what I want to talk about. And I haven't, like, done my writing in a while. He was like, that's a sad one, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, but also it felt really good to write, to get out. Because I feel my writing as my therapy. So that's on that. But, you know, it's something I've written. And I think it's something important to talk about, just like a certain theme. So... that's what we're going to do for the rest of this episode i'm going to read you a story i'm kind of going to explain it a little bit like a backstory about it before i get into it um and yeah i'm just gonna go with the flow of this episode i'm not expecting it to be long i'm not expecting it to be this extravagant thing i just wanted to put something out there because it made me feel really good getting such good feedback from people from the last episode so not expecting it to be as good as last ones because that was probably one of my favorites (laughs) um but yeah, let's just get into the topic of finding my home. I literally took like a quick break to like use the bathroom because I had to feel really bad. And I am like starting to like wreathe in pain from my sunburn. So I really need to put aloe on. But we're finishing this episode. We're in the next half. So thank you guys for sticking through. Much like myself, it's getting hot too. So I need to put my AC back on. And I need to finish this before everyone gets home and I get annoyed. Um, but yeah, we are talking about, I guess it's a topic, but it's also just like the title of my short story, also first thing I've written post-grad school, um, that I'm honestly really proud of. I think it really shows like the growth in me as a writer. You know, I've read some of my writings on here before, um, but this was the first thing that I really wrote since my thesis. Um, it's like 30 pages. Um, and I, I really, really like it. And my friends really enjoyed it too. I know that was like a pause, but I was just trying to think, cause I'm getting heat exhaustion right now. Um, we're a mess, but that's life. Um, no, my friends really enjoyed it. They said, this is probably one of the best things that they've read of mine, which made me feel really good. Cause I have terrible imposter syndrome and I never think anything of mine is good. But I guess surrounding the topic of the title, Finding My Home, I guess for most of my life, I felt like I never really had a home. And I mean like home in quotation marks, whether it means like a physical home, a home in a family, or a home in a relationship-wise. And I felt like for a while in my life, I tried so hard to force others to feel that way around me, to have that sort of thing. And I forced a lot of relationships and stuff like that, or even friendships. And I think it's just this journey of me trying to figure out who I am as a person. And the story basically goes starting in childhood at this one home. And it's basically the line for every story because there's like 10 to 12 different sections. They're really short though. Um, There's all these sections of different people or family events or occurrences in my life. When it's about finding a home within someone, within a place, within myself. And the line always ends on something about whether or not this felt like a home, this didn't. He thought he could, he didn't. And then my own self-sabotaging in different ways with people and places and things. And so, yeah, I don't really know how I'm going to feel about reading this out loud. I haven't looked at this in a couple months since I last finished it, probably since May. Or June something around that it's been a while I haven't made edits I know I need to I probably should have because that's my imperfection but this is also me being real and admitting the fact that I haven't written anything since this um, it's not even about the fact that I haven't had time that's a sick excuse it's the fact that I haven't been inspired and that's what happens with life when you're burnt out and I hope for my sake my sanity, my creativity, that I get something back. But for now, let's read something more recent. And hopefully, maybe this can resonate with you in some way. And if it does, I'm sorry. You're not alone. And I hope wherever you are in your life right now, you feel a sense of betterness in your life. And yeah, so this is Finding My Home. And I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did writing it, even if it was hard sometimes. It's what you have to do in life. Here we go. For God's sake, Joss. What did I do now, huh? My dad said. His voice could be heard throughout the house, no matter what room you were in. His footsteps got got closer as they slammed against the floor. His dirty white socks showed underneath the crack of my door as they cleaned the remnants off the floor. I don't want to do this tonight, George. My mom said. Her voice barely registered above a whisper. The faucet from the kitchen sink turned on. Dishes clinked against each other as she took her time to clean them. Any sort of distraction was both a blessing and a curse. Rule number, it must have been up to double digits now. Don't turn your back to him. Ever. Don't turn away from me. I'm talking to you, he said. See? Like clockwork. If I could be a fly in the wall, I bet his finger was pointing at her, and his face was one shade away from resembling a fire. Leave me alone, she told him. The water burning her hands. She's had worse burns across her skin. You're a piece of shit, you know that, he said. The fridge opened and slammed shut right after. She didn't stop washing the dishes. To her, that's a compliment to what he usually said. The dishes went down so hard in the drying rack, it sounded like tiny pieces of shards raining down, each one just another sharp end to add to the collection around her heart. Get away from me now, she said. Her voice went up a few volumes this time, but there was still a hint of terror in her voice as every other word took longer to get out. What are you going to do about it, huh? He asked. A bottle cap dropped to the floor. Guess he was starting late tonight with the drinking. I hugged my pillow closer to my face to drown out his slurred words, his preferred method of communication. The dishes finally stopped. Really, George? Another one? What's it matter to you? He saw, speaking, indicating another long sip. He could win competitions without how quickly he could down a beer. Hot dog eaters would shake in their boots. She sighs. It doesn't. Why don't you go be a drunk somewhere else? Fuck you. The words were enough to vibrate the whole house. Will you stop it? You're going to wake the kids, she told him. Her feet shuffled closer to my door, leaving shadows behind. That's all you care about are those goddamn kids, he said, moving away from her as the sounds of referees and cheers lingered throughout the house. For most kids, it's out of the ordinary. In this house, it's just another Tuesday. I learned early on to lock my doors so he wouldn't come in again when he's like that. So I pulled my cover across my face as darkness gently embraced me. I thought this was my home. I think that should be the last of it, Mom said. She placed the box she carried up to my new room on the floor. The corners were starting to bend on each side from being pushed around the back of the moving van. Wow, that wasn't so bad, I said, trying to catch my breath. I didn't even notice how bad my legs were shaking until I sat on my mattress. Then again, when you only had one day to pack and move up your entire life in weather so humid your clothes stuck together, it's hard to hide it. Well, I'll leave you to it, she told me. Sounds good. She walked towards the door. There wasn't a lock this time, not that there's a need anymore. It's been five years since I last saw him drive up that old street. He's the reason we had to move abruptly anyway. Foreclosure was a bitch. I began sorting through my boxes, but not long before I heard a knock at my door, I looked up. I meant to ask, what did you want for dinner? Takeout, I asked. Obviously, she rolled her eyes. Can we get pizza? Of course, I'll ask your brother what he wants for toppings, she told me, taking her hand off the wall from leaning on it. Call you down when it's here. Thanks, now if you'll excuse me, I have a lot of work to do here, I said, motioning towards a sea of cardboard boxes. She laughed at me. Don't stay up too late organizing. You have all the time in the world to do it, she said before she left. The sound of her bare feet made their way down the winding staircase. I didn't know where to begin. How easy it was to see how your life and possessions could be placed together in separate boxes. One for clothes, another for books. I didn't know whether to feel content or scared. So I started with something easy. Something I've been doing since I was little. I made my bed. It wasn't hard to find it. They were piled together in a bag next to my dresser. I took everything out one at a time. The fitted sheet was always the worst as each corner came undone as I did it. The other sheet fell off every time I tried to put it on delicately. Both pillows got dressed up in their cases. And with only the comforter to put on, everything eventually started to fall into place. As I sat on my now-made bed, the same dead bed I've had since I was little, I could feel the familiar springs coming undone beneath me. Maybe this time would be different. Before I could even think about starting to put my clothes away, I heard my mom's voice echo throughout the house. Food's here. My feet matched the rhythm of the floorboards as I made my way downstairs, but no matter how fast I went, the walls around me still seemed to close in on me with their disapproving stares. I wanted this to be my home. You were great in the show tonight, Nate, I told him as I walked behind him in the parking lot. Thanks. The overhead light from the back door of his apartment shied down on his blonde hair. We made it back to his place after the show was over. I waited outside our college's theater for him. When he came out, he was swarmed with all his friends talking to him. None of them looked over at me. I hugged myself tighter and watched my feet move over the cement as we exited. I can't believe it took me four years to finally see a play here. I laughed, waiting behind him to open the door. It's really nothing to brag about, he told me, turning the keys into the lock and opening the door. The chill outside was a slight distraction from covering up my sporadic heartbeat it was only a joke i told myself we made it in and i couldn't help but hide my disappointment most likely showing all over my face my first time ever staying over at a guy's house and the experience was almost as bad as that play to say it was messy would be an understatement then again to him it was probably squeaky clean and up to his approval there were pizza boxes strewn throughout the kitchen piled on the trash can or occupying the small countertop space books were used as side tables to place empty glass were on i could only imagine what the fridge had in it if there was anything to begin with hey man how's it going he asked the guy sitting on the couch playing video games his roommate i assumed he put his right thumb up in the air clearly the game was more important than actual communication nate motioned for me to follow him so i went behind him before we got past past the living room, his roommate finally took his headphones off and paused the game. You're great in the show, man, he told him. Thanks. Glad you could make it. There was a faint smile that flickered over his face, the first time he smiled since I'd been with him. I shook the thought from my head and continued to follow him down the hallway. The walls were filled with sideways picture frames and subtly hung up tapestries. If you need to use the bathroom, it's the door all the way down to your left, he told me as he opened the door to his bedroom. Okay, thanks. I folded my hands against my chest, not knowing what to do with him. He made his way right over to his bed and lied down. His hands were outstressed over his mattress, moving up and down, snow angels against the sheets. I took in his room. Every corner made me want to take a mental picture. His dresser was missing a knob on the third drawer. Most of the drawers were open. His bed was on the floor with two flattened pillows on either side. The bottom part of his shades were broken. How could someone call this a home? I didn't notice when he started staring at me. "'You can come over here, you know,' he said. His blue eyes were piercing, but not in the way I liked him. They weren't reserved for me. "'All right.' I made my way over to him, the only sound coming from the shouts his roommate made from the living room. It echoed throughout the thin walls. When I sat down next to him, he laid back down, looking up at the ceiling. I put my arms around my legs and leaned into them, the only embrace I was going to get tonight, apparently.' It's been a long week he said stretching his arms out wide and yawning yeah you can say that again i've been so stressed with things i told him lean back to join him my breathing finally stable you can't even imagine the amount of stress i've been through this week he told me his voice completely stern with barely any emotion my body stiffened and my breath choked back i guess not he moved away and gathered his clothes and other things to get ready for bed I made that my cue to get undressed alone and already slide under the covers. When he came back in, I pretended I'm asleep and darkness overwhelmed me and his side got taken up. We don't say anything after, but the silence was enough to kill me. So I sank my head against his pillow and jumped of morning daylight and escape. You never gave me a chance to make your home mine too. The bed sheets were bunched up all around me. His body no longer on the side of me. The faint smell of sweat hovered around my nose. He went to open the curtains, making me finally open my eyes. Could, I thought you'd never get up, Danny said. His smile was frightening. I couldn't unsee it. I adjusted my eyes to the sunlight pouring into his room. It's a weird feeling seeing it this bright when all I remember was darkness. I yawned. Well, I am. I went to push myself up when I realized I was naked. "'I came over here with clothes on, a sweatshirt and leggings. "'It was a cold walk that night from my dorm to his at 2 a.m. "'My eyes started around his room to find them, "'passing over the empty cups and open liquor bottles on his side table. "'It was half empty. "'Did I drink that? "'My head was fuzzy. "'My mouth was rough like sandpaper. "'He came over to me at eye level. "'Are you going to get up?' "'I pulled the sheet up and looked down at the ground.' Anywhere that didn't involve staring into those lifeless eyes. I can't find my clothes, I told him. The last thing I wanted was his help. He sighed as he started looking on his floor and under his bed. He picked up my clothes one at a time. I could feel myself going numb, having no control of my own body. Here. He threw me my clothes like they were taking up space. They didn't feel like mine anymore. Thanks. Barely registered as a whisper. I had nothing to thank him for. He went over to his closet to put his clothes on. The room was silent. The sounds of people talking outside and walking to their classes filled my ears. Just another normal day for them. A Wednesday. I tried to put my clothes back on fast so he wouldn't have to see me without them. Not that he hadn't already. He turned back around, and once I put my sweatshirt, he turned back around. Once I put my sweatshirt over me, that didn't take long. I shrugged, getting off his bed to put my shoes on. I'm quick, I guess. He grabbed his backpack, hanging over his chair. Once I stood up, it was hard to find my balance. Everything felt off. My lower body ached. He came over to me as if he was going to kiss me, but he put his hand on my arm and smirked. Ready for your walk of shame? I flinched and didn't say a thing. He squeezed my arm tight and walked out. Once I followed him out of his building, he went his own way. Luckily, my direction was the opposite. I hugged my arms close to me to fend off the cold. Continue to keep my head down. It wasn't until I opened my door did I realize I was biting down on my lip the whole time. I tasted blood. My bed was still made. If I woke up in it, I would be making it right now, getting ready for class, going to meet my friends to get breakfast. This morning was different. My backpack was opened, waiting to fill it. There was no one around from what I could hear, no shuffling of feet in and out of the rooms. I grabbed my tallow and went to the bathroom, my bare feet cold against the tiled floor, it was still moist from other people taking showers this morning. I wouldn't know. I didn't hear it. I started one of the showers to let it get warm as I went into the bigger bathroom stall to change. Getting undressed this time around was different because I could remember it. It was my doing. The clothes still smelled like sweat. That's when I saw them. The bruises on my arms and legs, flecks of purples and blues speckled over me. I touched one and winced. I wanted to scream. But would anyone listen? They didn't last night. My calls were muffled by his hand over my mouth. I went to feel the other side of my leg when I came back up with blood. That wasn't supposed to happen for another two weeks. The pain in my lower body was answered by a red stain on the inside of my right thigh. I wrapped my towel around me and went over to the shower. The hot water burned against my skin. I stood under it long enough to erase him, but no time could do that ever. You planted a home inside me, one I never wanted and could never erase. I opened the door to find him sitting on the couch watching TV. Hey, I got his food. Figured you'd be hungry after work, I told him. He looked over at me and gave a faint smile. Thanks, Chase said. He sat cross-legged on the cushion, not taking his eyes away from the screen. I got us food from our favorite place recently. Their smoothies were the best, and seeing it was so hot today with him walking around directly in the sun delivering a mail, it was the least I could do. He did so much for me as it was, but I knew even getting takeout couldn't come close to it. I placed everything down on the coffee table and sat next to him, starting to unwrap my food. He looked at me with a scrunched expression, almost like disgust. You're being a little loud, he said but I could tell in his eyes it was pure sarcasm. I was starting to memorize him like the back of my hand. I rolled my eyes and continued making loud noises with the paper. Make me stop then, I told him. A childlike grin made its way up to the surface. He looked at me as we faced off in a staring contest. Before I knew it, I was being unwillingly handled as his arms wrapped around me. "'I'm sorry. What was it you wanted me to do?' he said. His hands traveled throughout my body, hitting every weak point he knew to tickle me. I couldn't contain my laughter nor push him off me to stop. "'Okay, you made your point. Can you stop?' I pleaded. Every word made me breathless as I gave out into fits of laughter. He eventually got the hit and stopped. "'You're ridiculous,' he said, trying to hold in his laughter. "'I would never want him to. "'I loved his laugh, especially when I was raising for it. "'It was infectious.' I turned to face him and smirked. I know, but you love me regardless, I told him. My smile was so wide it took up my entire face. I guess so, he told me. He grabbed his food and started to eat it, putting his attention back to the TV. I turned around to face the screen, any excuse to not have to let him see the sadness written all over my face. We sat like that for what felt like hours. By the looks of what the outside looked like from his window, complete darkness. It was much later. He turned off the TV and reached down to grab his beer he had been nursing the whole time. It was unlike him to only have one around me. He was a a three-a-night kind of guy. Old habits died hard for me, I guess. Can't escape your past. It just came in a different form of tousled brown hair, hazel eyes, and full lips. I'm getting kind of tired, was probably going to head to bed if that's cool with you. His eyes were about to fall asleep any minute. They couldn't hide the tired even if they tried. He's a good liar, but even that was too obvious for him. Yeah, sure, that's fine. I started starting to stretch. I'm kind of tired myself, too. He finished off his drink and put it down on the coffee table, where it would stay there until the end of the week. I bet if I came back tomorrow, it would still be resting there. You don't have to go to sleep if you don't want to. It's pretty early. Do you not want me in bed with you? He looked at me like he was seeing me for the first time. A stranger he hadn't memorized yet or wanted the chance to. Where did that come from, he asked. I don't know. Why don't you tell me? You're the one who's been acting weird this whole night, I told him. It was hard to keep my voice together. Intimidation ran through his blood. I'm tired and had a long fucking day. There's a difference. Just because I'm not giving you attention like you always need, doesn't give you the right to have an attitude. He moved off the couch and went into his room, shutting the door. I was too numb to move or even come up with some mediocre response. The wind hit against the screens from inside the windows. For a September night, it was starting to get cold. Fall was inviting itself in whether summer was ready to leave or not. Unwanted, I knew that feeling too well lately. It's been 15 months with him. Getting into fights is normal, I told myself. I've been repeating things like this in my head so much it's starting to sound like a cry for help instead of reassurance. I had two options. Either stay on this couch alone with the company of his blankets and empty beer cans or go into his room and get into bed with him. None of them sounding appealing. I chose the latter the one that he would want for me. I slowly opened his door and shut it so I wouldn't wake him, creeping over his bed as if I was walking on eggshells. It's hard not to walk like that when his floor is filled with clothes and paperwork. He's just too busy. I took my clothes off in the dark and crawled over to my side of the bed closest to the wall. He moved so he was against my back. I'm sorry, he said. His breath brushed up against my ear. It's not the only time he can make me weak at the knees. It's fine, I told him. He kissed the back of my neck and turned away from me. We slept under the navy blue sheets we both picked out together. But even though we share the same bed, I couldn't feel more distant from him right now. I thought you would be my forever home. But you only wanted me as a guest. Babe, are you falling asleep? Drew asked. I knew if I opened my eyes then he'd be looking right at me, close up, so I kept them closed for a few minutes longer. You look so cute when you're asleep, he said. Maybe he didn't mean for me to hear that, but I did. I could hear his smile when he spoke. I opened my eyes to make it stop. His smile was so big it almost looked childlike. I wondered if it hurt for it to stretch that wide. You're awake. I'm awake, I told him, pretending to yawn to show I was a tired... I was wide awake, in fact, but his presence was suffocating. He was so close to me I could see my reflection through his glasses. You fell asleep. You must have been tired. His hand brushed against my thigh. I stretched my arms out to make some space. Um, yeah, it's been a long week, I told him as I sat up. He continued to look at me as I did this. I pretended to find something fascinating about the ceiling. You're so pretty. He said it so definite, so honest. I had to hold in a laugh. Drew and I met like any couple did nowadays, online. It wasn't love at first swipe, but he made me forget about the things I didn't want to think about, even if I was lying to myself that what we had would last. He lived in Boston, so I spent the last two Saturdays raiding the traffic and rainy weather to come see him. But lately, it's been feeling more like a chore, and even if my allowance was his happiness, it wasn't enough. I twirled some pieces of hair around my fingers. Thanks, I said. Eggshell white walls were filled with pictures of the art he created, black and white paintings and charcoal drawings of landscapes and other works you had to really look at to interpret it for yourself. The silence between us ended when the show changed to a different episode and he went to pause it. So, what do you want to do? He asked. I shifted in my place and hung my legs off the bed. I think I should get going, I told him as I looked down at my hands. Yeah, that's totally fine, he said. I'm sorry. I'm just really tired, I said. I zipped up my boots and grabbed my raincoat on the back of his desk chair. He slipped his shoes on and walked over to his door. "'I'll walk you to your car,' he said. We made it down the stairs to the front door, the sun making an appearance for the first time that day. Drew shielded his face with his hand. "'At least the day turned out nice,' he said. "'Yeah.' I walked behind him and closed the door. The streets were still wet from the rain this morning. Tiny puddles formed around the cracks on the sidewalk as we went towards my car. Autumn was in its final stage when there were more leaves scattered on the ground than there were on the trees. We saw a few coming down from the wind, falling down like pieces into place. I wished it was that easy to have it all together. I leaned on the car as I looked up at him. So this was fun, I said. Drew moved his fingers through his hair. We'll have to do it again soon, he said. So matter-of-factly, I swallowed down the words I couldn't express. Definitely, I said and smiled at him. Let me know when you get home safe, he said. I opened the car door and got inside. Before I started the engine, I watched him walk back to his place before he was out of my sight. His hands in his pockets and the way his hair went in different directions as the wind hit him from behind. He was someone who had it all together while I was barely hanging on. I brought nothing to him that was good, and he could say that I was smart and beautiful, but was that really enough to be worth having me stay? I started up my car and drove up his road for what will be the last time. He deserved better. I wonder if I still haunted his house after ghosting him. Yeah, Mom, I just finished bringing everything in from my car, I told her, through the phone. It was hard to keep my breathing steady from the number of times I had to go up and down the carpeted stairs. I lost count after I hit double digits. I placed a bag with all my shoes onto the floor of my grandma's guest room. Well, my new room now. Okay, I'll try to come down sometime this week to see you, she said to me. There was movement coming from her end of the line. She must be on a walk right now. Make sure you come down to stop by your son's house to tell him what a jerk he is, I said. I know I can't see it, but I was almost certain she rolled her eyes at that. I can read my mom like a book just as much as she could to me. It's like we had our own secret language, only we had the power to interpret. That's your brother. You're going to get over this and talk again. I don't want any drama in my life, and I've had plenty of that, okay? Okay. It's hard to stay mad at her. Then again, it's not even her fault. My brother was the one who decided to give me no ultimatum when it came to kicking me out of the place we shared. It didn't feel like home anyway. Tainted memories stuck to that wall like the first hot day of summer. I have to go. Call you sometime this week. Love you. Love you too, I told her, and ended the call. Seeing everything sprawled out on the hardwood floors was enough to bring me back to the last time this happened. Except this time, it was only me doing the moving. It's funny how easy you could pack up your entire life in less than a day don't have time to notice how perfectly everything fits in cardboard boxes and trash bags i've gotten used to moving whether it be my child at home or college packing everything to fit into a tiny beat-up car wasn't new to me the only difference was i knew where i was going next and never had to worry about surprises until now moving into my grandma's house was a decision that was made in less than 24 hours one minute I was walking up in my mom's, waking up in my mom's old room at the house those three used to share. The next minute I'm throwing my clothes from the closet into the car with the hanger still attached. I guess you really couldn't predict the way life worked. I miss when things were simpler. Just as I was about to start tackling the oceans of boxes, taking up in the whole space, I could hear slow footsteps coming from the stairs. Inhale, exhale. She won't kick you out too. She invited you to stay here. That's only because you had nowhere else to go. Shut up, she meant it. "'How are you coming along?' she asked. Her staccato breathing worried me as she sat on the bed. "'No hers. No mine. Damn it. "'It's coming,' I told her, surveying the room. "'Hopefully I'll be able to get most of it in tonight.' She stared at me for quite some time before saying anything again. I almost forgot how quiet her house was when it was only occupied by one. At least there was a ceiling fan in here to drown out the noise. "'I'm going over to eat at your uncle's, and I think you should come too.' By a look on her face, it didn't look like I had a choice." It was free food and an excuse to get out of the house. I shrugged. Okay, I'll go. She got off the bed and headed out the room. Come down in about five minutes and we'll leave. She didn't wait for a reply as she started for the stairs. I made my way around the boxes and sat on the bed. The sheets she kept on them were still there, but soon my comforter would replace it. The same old furniture would still be there, but so would my desk and shelves. All of my things were replaced what once was only meant to be a guest room, a room where you knew your designated time to stay and leave, yet I barely knew what tomorrow would bring. I laid back onto the cool sheets below me and stared at the ceiling waiting to give me my answers. Nothing in that house would ever be mine, no matter how much she dressed it up to be my own. Please feel free to take your time going through each room so you can see all the artwork, the lady at the check-in counter told us. We had just walked in and brought with us a cold air. March winds were brutal during this time, and trying to find parking was terrible. Great, thank you, Jake told her. He gave her a signature smile. Somehow it worked for him. He motioned for me to follow him, so I did. Thanks, I said to the woman. Everyone at the art gallery looked more than twice our age. For them, this was something fun to do with their friends. For us, it was just a Tuesday. He brought me over to a room. Want to see what's in here? Sure. I pulled my jacket closer to me. This old building wasn't up to date with the heat. My feet creaked along the hardwood floors. The room had displays scattered around the area. Clay moldings with ceramics and statues. This one's nice, he said, motioning to it. The curls in his hair pointed in different directions. I moved closer to him to get a better look. It was a forest with a lake in the middle of it. There was nothing special to it. Yeah, very nice. I brushed my fingers through my hair. The paintings all looked the same once you stared at them long enough. Bits of color splashed together. They all eventually blurred into one. I never understood art, but it was his idea to come here, so I held my tongue. He was good at picking out date spots. Like when he brought me to a bookstore in the city because he knew how much I liked to read. He listened. Not many people knew how to do that. I couldn't help but yawn. Jake looked over at me with a frown. Are you bored? The question broke my heart a little. His glasses were starting to fall down his nose. He pushed them back up with his index finger. No, not at all, I reassured him. My hands were on both sides of me. It's just long hours at work and school stuff. He moved a little closer to me. We were both standing on the side of one another. He was the same height as me. I tried to hunch my body to make him feel tall, but my back ached too much from pretending. Of course, how have your assignments been and whatever happened with your manager? So many questions I couldn't even think to give answers to. He never missed anything I talked about. I had his full attention. I was so used to begging it from someone else, begging for it from someone else. My palms started to sweat. Oh, um, they've been good and not much really, I told them. People were now coming into the room we were in. That's good. I'm glad you're doing better with everything. He looked over at me. His face was so pure it can make an angel jealous. I brushed a strand of hair behind my ear. Me too, I told them. The small number of people around us made the air thinner. Jake moved closer to me until our shoulders almost touched. I knew what it felt to be so close to someone and not feel anything at all, when even the person who could actually be something good for you just made you feel absolutely nothing. Except for this time, I was the one doing it to someone, and it hurt. I wanted to step away, but his hand brushed up against mine. Do you want to look at other paintings in this room? I was sure he was going to intertwine his fingers into mine, but as quickly as the thought came, I wrapped my arms around me. Maybe we should try somewhere else. I looked at the forest with the lake painting still hanging in front of us, and no longer looked beautiful. His head was turned down, and and he didn't look up at me. His hand was now in his pocket, where it would stay for the rest of the night. He filled my house with flowers, but even tulips died. Wow, that food was good. I don't think I'll eat again until tomorrow night, my mom said. She fumbled with the keys as her fiancé grabbed them from her. All right, let me see those. Looks like someone had a good time tonight. I always have a good time when I'm with you, she said. Her hands brushed against his shoulder just slightly enough for his daughter and I to roll our eyes. I couldn't help it. Every interaction between them was enough to make me want to escape down the three flights of stairs to my car. But I guess it was something I was going to get used to. We made it into their apartment. They all shared as I brushed off the remnants of snow from my jacket. Most of it already seeped through, leaving me shivering. Winter was never my favorite time of year anyway. My backpack sat upright on the couch in the living room, my bedroom for the night. They already put out the extra pillows and blankets, but not even that could disguise the reality of what it was, a makeshift home for a temporary night. Strangers felt more welcomed here. I'm going to go outside for a smoke real quick, honey, he said, kissing her on the cheek. I'll be waiting for you, she said. Her smile was so wide it took up her whole face. At least it wasn't fake this time. He went out onto the balcony and shut the door. My mom looked over at me as his daughter went into her room. Did you have a good time tonight? Yeah, it was fine, I told her moving over to my bed. I mean, the couch. Well, I don't see how you couldn't. Everything was so great. The food, everyone was here. I think you had a good holiday. I said I had a good time. My voice shift was enough to get the typical glare from her. Don't have an attitude. She pointed towards the door leading out to the balcony, making sure I knew there was a slight chance you could hear my negativity. Sorry, I said. I put my head down. It was easier to give in than try to get through to her. My mom looked at me for longer than usual. Her eyes had a little bit of sadness showing through them, as if a tear was about to roll down any second. I know that look from anywhere. I grew up seeing it on a daily basis. I just want you to be happy, she said. I picked up my cuticles, unable to look directly at her. The silence surrounding us was deafening. Just as I was about to try to muster something up, the sliding glass door opened. Phew, it's chilly out there, he said, hugging himself with his arms. Wait a minute. Why don't we have this baby on right now? He motioned over to the tree and plugged the lights in. We were engulfed with colorful lights so bright it almost blurred my vision. I couldn't help but look at it, though. We were waiting for you to do that, she told him. The tree stood in the corner of the living room. The same familiar ornaments were hanging from the branches. Even new ones were added to make mark a new beginning. Tinsel helped to dress it up more. Red stockings laid underneath filled with presents, while the rest of them were sprawled around the entirety of the tree. I wouldn't know where the tree was picked, decorated with the familiar ornaments anew, dressed with tinsel and completed with a star on top. I wasn't here for it. It was starting to become normal, that feeling, forgotten. "'She's a beaut,' he said, holding on to my mom close. She nestled into him. "'Sure is,' I said, tight-lipped. It hurt too much to fake a smile, but I didn't know how to fix it. "'All right, well, it's past the old people's bedtime,' he said, jokingly, going in to hug me. "'Okay, goodnight,' I said, patting his shoulder, trying to stifle a laugh. As he left, my mom and went for a hug, too. Unlike his, I held on close, always waiting for me to be the first one to let go.' She was an expert at putting me back together, but little did she know she was the reason this time for my brokenness. I escaped her hold before I let a tear fall. Merry Christmas. I love you, she said. I love you, too. She left the room as I stood there in the middle of the living room. The lights taunted me, a reminder of another thing I wasn't invited to. So I shut them off and crawled under the blankets. As my head hit the stiff pillow and my legs curled underneath my chest, I bit my lip to hold back the sobs. This will never be my home. Somehow the nights with him always ended like this. Jackson, me, in the back seat of his truck as another failed attempt at watching a movie play in the background. Sometimes I wish we could get through it just once, but it was him trying to be the one to give me a happy ending. Little did he know it was a tragedy for me more times than I would admit to. My head hit one of the doors as he tried and failed to lay me down easily. Ouch, I exclaimed, rubbing the back of my head. He rolled his eyes at me. Don't be so dramatic, he told me. Oh, I'm sorry. Next time I'll thank you for the pain, I said. Part of me didn't even want to look at him, but I couldn't keep away from that grin, the same one being the reason why I ended up here yet again in the back of his truck. Old habits die hard, I guess. I don't know. You seem to enjoy the pain, he said. His hands kept themselves busy exploring new areas of my body. not when it's throbbing on top of my head. I looked out the window to distract myself from the pain. Not that there was anything to see. The sun took its final bow the day hours ago. I forgot how fast time can move when you're not stuck in the same place for so long. How strange. He cupped his hand around the side of my face. His eyes stared directly at me. Eyes so blue they almost looked clear. I wondered if he'd let me swim or drown in them. Either way, they had my attention. I'm sorry, he said. His fingers brushed up against my cheek. The hairs on the back of my neck stood up. Before I could say anything else, his lips were pressed against mine. They knew their way around without needing an introduction. And I let them. It almost made me forget about the pain. If only for a second. Without wanting, his tongue slipped into mine and he wouldn't stop. It was easier to just go along with it most times. It would be over before I knew it. I would tell myself. But just once I didn't want to have to send out unnoticed signals. His hands started to travel down to the button on my jeans. Not even me freezing up could stop him from unbuttoning them. Why would you stop him now when you've let him do it every other time? Normally I close my eyes and let it happen. Not this time. My hand reached for his and I stopped him from staring to pull them down. He looked at me like I just insulted him. What was that for? I don't want to do this, I told him. My voice barely registered past a whisper. I wanted to kick myself for sounding so weak. He gave a big sigh and pushed himself off of me, making sure to sit on the opposite side of the back of his car. If he wanted to, he could get out and go back in the driver's seat. Wouldn't be the first time it happened. I sat upright and buttoned my jeans back up, not even looking at him. Felt like sitting near a stranger on the subway, waiting until my stop came and never having to see them again. What felt like hours passed before he spoke. Why do you have to be like that? He asked. Like what? Like what? You never want to do anything, and when you do, you stop me midway through. Either say you do or don't. No one likes a tease. I folded my arms together and looked over him. Fine. I don't want to do anything. He smirked at me. I knew that kind all too well. The same one someone would give me when they couldn't stand to be around me. So if I was just wasted space waiting to be taken out so someone better could come along and replace me. You can't hide distaste. Not when I'm an expert at receiving it. Well then, I guess we have nothing left to do here then, he said. Without hearing my response, he opened the back door and made his way to the driver's seat. With his key in the ignition, he pulled out of the lot and got his back on the street. He didn't even wait for me to move up to the front or put my seatbelt on. It was then I knew how it felt to be so used up for someone to no longer see you as anything more than an object they could fuck. I thought he could help me rebuild my foundation, but he was too busy tearing it down. Don't forget about the rest of the decorations in the dining room, Mom said. She was busy sorting out what was going where. Believe me, I couldn't forget with how much stuff you have, I said, trying to stifle a laugh. She nudged her shoulder against mine and smiled at me. Now this calls for a sweet tree, Mark, her husband said. He was holding two mugs of hot chocolate on each hand. The steam from the cups danced through the air. He handed one to me. Where's mine? Mom asked, frowning. You're too picky and we both like this, so I made it for the two of us, he told her, smiling at me. I earned the favor by taking a sip, making sure not to burn my tongue in the process. It's really good, thank you, I said. My hands were finally warming up from the heat of the cup. Fingertips no longer white from the numbness. Winter time will do that to you. You're welcome, he said, wrapping his arm around my mom's waist. Now let's get that tree lit. My mom couldn't even get mad at him for anything he did. She was so in love with the person in front of her no matter if he possessed any flaws. How refreshing to finally see what she saw all this time. I grabbed all the lights I could find in the bin. Let's make sure they all work before we put them on, she said. All right, honey, let's do it. I'm going to keep decorating the place while you do that, I said. No problem. At least we know it will look nice and neat, he told my mom. He gathered them up and brought them into the living room. The trees stood in the corner of our place. We all picked it up together this time. Soon it would become our new tradition. If only I knew then there was room for inviting new memories into my life, had I been better. It's been over four months since we first moved in something I was very adamant about at first. I resented the idea of being included into a situation I gave a stone cold welcome to already, but as the months went on and family dinners every night became a thing, it started to warm up. I never knew what it felt like to be part of a family. That picture-perfect idea got shattered pretty quick early on. Sometimes I still feel the shards digging into me. I spent my life trying to collect fragments from others who I was so willing to do anything to get them. Little did I know the picture could be put back together in the one place I tried so hard not to make the pieces fit. A string of lights shined in the corner, only one set having some unlit bulbs. I was busy securing pushpins into the wall of the kitchen to hang up the Christmas oven mitts, when I could hear them talking. "'Good enough. We can start putting up now,' he said. "'I want us all to help.' "'Of course, honey.' I walked back in before they got my attention. "'There she is,' he said. "'I heard you guys could use some help,' I said, walking over to them. "'We sure could,' he said. I smiled as I came close to them, and we each got around a side of the tree, handing each other a part of the lights. Every time my mom reached to give it to me, she would hold onto my hand a little bit longer. Snow was falling outside through the window. Tiny flakes will soon kiss the ground and stick. It's a storm in the forecast. First of the season. I don't mind being snowed in with everyone now that I have a bed to call my own. This is feeling like home. That's all for this week, guys. I hope you got something from this, as I have felt this whole time. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week whenever you listen to this. And I will talk to you all again next week with a brand new episode. Bye you guys.